Um, well, welcome everybody to um, this week's episode of Reality Rewind, where we dive into the fucked up ass world of American politics via Agents of Chaos. Yeah. I kind of wish we would have we done as the follow-up to the QAnon documentary. It was, I yeah, it totally forgot it I didn't watch It wasn't available this. then. It wasn't available then. I swear, I watched this after I watched that QAnon documentary because I was on a search for like you, um, for HBO political documentaries. Because mm. I feel like HBO documentaries are just like a like a consistently good quality. Yeah, they tend to be like a cut above some of the others. Yeah, like very detailed, um, very well done. And the QAnon one was done in such a way that it felt both personal and terrifying so and i that's yeah this one wasn't quite that this one read more so like a i want to say like a bbc you know what i mean it it was very very information driven it's very clinical it's very but this has to be because of the subject matter because this isn't one that you could kind of come down on either side of it because it's this is like with the QAnon one like yeah it was it was super like political and divisive but you can come down on the human side and how this is like what this has done to different families and that you know what I'm saying like yeah whereas this it's kind of hard to find a perspective that, like these like, two worked hand in hand. Uh, true, but yeah, because this is like this one because it's so because of just the the subject matter. Because you're more talking about an entity than a person, or even than people within the entity. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to put that human spin. So it does come off very clinical and very like matter of fact. Yeah, but watching this in tandem to the uh cue into the storm it gives you the very it's like micro macro views right oh i just saw your text i'm sorry it's fine it doesn't matter <laughs> i just saw it but yeah no it's it's the same it's it honestly it does the exact same mimicking that um when we watch the vow the vow and seduction mm-hmm where the vow was the overarching story of Nexium, which also, funny enough, like there's there's some similarities in this. There is. Um, and seduction was the more covered. personal story. Yeah. Now, I don't know that I could have done this in the same way that we did that. Just because this was a lot of information to take. It was in. a lot. But not I just had to look with up timelines. It's like not even just it's a lot of information, but it's because this is stuff we were around for and we were an active participant in because we were we were very, very grown. Yeah. It's like there's a almost a traumatic response to it. Because it puts you back in those, like, in that emotional space you were at that time. Yeah. And it could be traumatic on in either way, whether no matter what side you fell on, just because 
everything was so extreme as far as emotions go at that time that yeah. no one is sitting as well most people aren't sitting as heavy in those emotions still currently so it does kind of become traumatic when you are kind of forced back into those very extreme and super volatile places you know and uh, it has the one thing that I wish this documentary would have focused on was it wasn't and, and, and this was happening in conjunction to the uh, Russian influence. Okay, so yeah. okay, y'all, we're we're, we're just going to do overarching. Yeah, because um, it's too conversation much information it's to kind of a lot of information. Yeah, yeah, we're already breaking up into two much, parts. Yeah, it's entirely too much information. <laughs> like if we tried to do even just these four hours, just because of how much information, we tried to do it point by point. It'd be too much because it, it goes be, so in depth. Yeah, it'll be like, a, we'll have like five episodes on just these two, these like four hours of footage. Yeah, and which you, in reality, you really could do fairly, very easily. Yeah, um, like super easy. I did is- wish, though, that they would have talked more about Steve Bannon's influence at the time, too, because that was working hand in hand with um, with Russian uh, Russian style American propaganda. Yeah, I know that was a weird way of putting that, but being it, um, infiltrated I mean- by like Facebook and Instagram via all social media. And at the other hand, at the exact same time, you have Steve Bannon um, attempting to aid Trump in reshaping what prior to Trump was the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that was something that should have definitely been mentioned because it wasn't just it wasn't Russian just influence. these like memes and shit that that was doing this. Like yeah. it had. There was a, and then I, one can argue for the first time in a long time, not the first time ever, but there was a human face and voice to the, the propaganda that was being fed by these like Russian troll factories. Yes, because he would do nothing more than reiterate it. Like yep. these troll factories, to be perfectly frank. And that is probably the like most terrifying thing out of all of this, because I remember a lot of this shit. And I remember exactly. things that made absolutely positively no sense, comments that made no sense, memes uh-huh. being talked about. And, and, and this is in like legitimate news sources, both yeah. left and right leaning. And mm-hmm. And that's where, and that's where my, like, I'm not going to lie. That's where my big criticism when it comes to journalism is concerned because these weren't even American citizens expressing an opinion. These were Russian agents because they were agents, Russian agents um, infiltrating and influencing American news media. And not just that. But because Trump was such a cash cow on a 24-hour built cycle of news, it was always hitting. It was always something. And nobody stopped it. Nobody stopped to think that maybe this is wrong. 
And not just maybe mm-hmm. this is wrong, but maybe our 24-hour news coverage of him and his insanity is actually feeding the homeland terrorism. It's actually feeding but, what we're afraid of. But, I mean, that's my critique of the 24-hour news cycle in general. Yeah. But, because when you operate in a mode like that, it becomes more about first than being accurate there it is and it's like and because you see that you saw this a lot i mean you kind of always see it a lot but you see it happen a lot with like celebrity deaths yeah where it's like a weird rumor will get started and then like you'll see all these people pick it up and then have to like walk it back because they didn't research it first yeah, or something like with Kylie, Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jenner and Astro World, where all of a sudden yeah. news sources are telling us that Kylie Jenner's safe, where we know she's safe. Like, we what? No one, but that's we know also, she's not in the crowd with baby Stormy right. surfing, surfing to the ambulance. Like, we know that's not a thing, but that's also, I mean, but social media goes hand in hand with that, right? Because it's like. With social media, now everybody has a platform. Yeah. And it's now getting to the point that people are being called experts or journalists or, you know, given these positions based on follower count and not on any real credentials, right? We saw that with Portia fucking Williams. As much as I love Portia Williams, when that bitch sat up and said, well, I'm a journalist and we right. like to report things that are true. I mean, but right. it's, it's funny to think about, but that's exactly it. Yeah, because they all are all these like internet bloggers and internet personalities who have no real training or nor understanding of standards nor any standards or ethics boards to report to there it is are they there is no overarching entity to report but hmm. then they're all calling themselves journalists and they're mm-hmm. journalists and they're journalists and then what happens is now everybody's a journalist and so the actual journalists can't even do their real job because they got to compete with because at the end of the day it's all a business right it is that's the truth that's the truth of the matter it is all a business and you have actual journalists that are trying to take their time and you know get the actual story but it's it's hard to do that because they gotta write because you know, what are the, the money people looking at? The ad clicks, the clicks, right? They're looking at That's how it. long the time is spent being read. So it's like, you got to get it out, get it out, get it out. And you got to do it before Sally Sue with 70,000 followers over on Twitter puts her version out. Mm-hmm. Because you're not even competing with actual publications. You're competing with bitches on Twitter at this point. Um, <clears throat> well... Let's really dive in, I guess. So <laughs> we start we start with the Russian troll factories. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind too, I 
I have a very, the format that these things, and it's so fucked up, but it's very true. The mm-hmm. format that these troll factories were able to take and modify is the exact same format that Trim Trim uses. It's the exact same format that Five Minute Crafts uses. All yeah. of these are European content farms. Mm-hmm. And just like um, and just like a Five Minute Crafts or Trim Trim, there's a massive amount of editing. And we're going to blame it on the edit. Um, <laughs> I've had that song in my head all day. I know. Uh, oh, you yeah, you saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there is uh, these content farms in Europe that have like created that create millions and millions of videos um, a year just mm-hmm. solely for things specifically like oh well this one's crafts this one's trim trim this one just happens to happen to be of a politically aligned and i want to i i for real i want to refer to it as essentially it is a government sanctioned organization at this point it is a but arm the thing about of it is, the kremlin the thing about it is, right it wasn't like i know that the story of this is oh it was all set up so trump could win but not really because they didn't really because they played both sides it was so it was meant to sow disharmony i would say it was the whole purpose was to create such a division Mm -hmm. that it would be easier to then weaken america's position in the world it was and that shit to do with any fuck like getting him elected president was easier for them because they knew that he would then loosen sanctions and shit. But yeah. getting him elected wasn't that wasn't the original the goal. goal because it don't matter who president if there's not disharmony in the country as a whole. Mm-hmm. What the intent was was to ride upon right upon the wave of um, <clears throat> what we've seen, which obviously has been seen worldwide because social mm-hmm. media gets shared worldwide. Um, the anti-Black semitism, sentimentism, oh my God, not sentimentism. Well, also <laughs> anti-semitism, I'm tired. I just okay. combined two things, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's for this, this very small uh, representation and population of Black Jews in America. Shout out to you, niggas. Shalom. <laughs> um, it was a combination of sowing those seeds of um, anti-Blackness, anti-Semitism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, and those same exact tropes on the writer-leaning side. Mm-hmm. where it's very much so pro-white, pro-concept and idea of the American dream, the American middle class, yeah. even to the point of like pro-coal, pro-oil. Yeah, which was like Even wild. these little things, like pro-coal and pro-oil. Shit that in truthfully in reality costs so much more for in production. And had, yeah. we, had we honestly switched to new, renewable resources, and train people in those jobs, they have, I don't know, like more consistent and better paying and healthier lives and among other things. But that's neither here nor there. 
Um, but but, but see these memes like, and then sell them into social media and social and Mark Zuckerberger, mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberger, uh, essentially him and Meta just set their whole entire uh, white asses back and just allowed it to happen because they were making money. Yeah, but that was, I mean, because the thing about it, like everybody knows, how do you get, how do you rile up Americans? Number one being race. You start talking race to too many Americans, you're going to rile them up. And number two, because when I say race, that that includes that's any kind. So whether it's anti-black, anti-immigration, any of just that a general of that. discussion of like whiteness and uh, bodies of color in this country. And the other thing is religion. Yeah, which so also just very much so goes hand in hand too, because the way that yeah. religion is exhibited in this country. Is truly steeped in whiteness. It's very white centric, and it's, it's very, very puritanical. Because I mean, you when you know that all when all the the Democrats wore on Christmas, all that came out them them Russian troll factories. They used that. It's shit like they too. took the shit that they would that so the thing about it is, and this is the part I think people need to really understand. They didn't pull this shit from nowhere, right? You're right. They pulled the shit that people was already saying and feeling. Somebody somewhere took had these thoughts. And then they just made the most extreme version of it. But that's how you get it to go viral. You take these small seeds that people already have mm-hmm. and make the most extreme version. And because people love to just share shit without actually taking the three seconds to not only actually read it, but then but to look I at the know, source, verify the source. There it is. Cause it's like, you just, people just share these articles from God knows where nobody takes three seconds to look and see if this legitimate news source, nobody yep. takes, it's like, they know nobody is going to verify because nine times out of 10, you ain't even read it. You just saw, read the headline. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I'm not going to lie. I've subscribed to, uh, and I did not realize at all that it was Russian state-funded news, but that the Russian Times, I think it's Russian Times, it's RT for short. Yeah. I've subscribed to them on YouTube because they've had a couple of like really interesting and really cool little mini documentaries and shit like mm-hmm. that. I knew it was Russian, but I did not know it was state funded. I just assumed it was. I mean, I didn't know for sure. I just assumed it was, but I knew that, you know, Russia was kind of founded in communism. So whether yeah. they're still communists or not doesn't matter because the values are still there. So I just assume, but there's a lot, there's a couple of countries where I just assume their news media is state funded. Yeah. I mean, you look at something, you look at something like the BBC, where Mm -hmm. that is, that is state funded, right? Yeah. But BBC tends to be one of the, if honestly, for me, the most reliable source for world news. Um, it is, for the most part, 
the news programs, notice I said news programs, yeah, tend to stay in the realm of being factually based. And secondly, it's how does it affect humanity as opposed to being emotionally based and how it affects people. But like that, it gives you the information necessary and then how it affects people after versus it being steeped in outrage like American news media. But that's just it though. Like we can we I we can blame the media all we want, but then we also gotta take a second to step back and look at ourselves to understand why that media in that form appeals to us. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because America's like outrage. It's not only just that, it's because Americans are very me-centric. Yeah. So it's like everything ends up in outrage because either because you yourself feel personally attacked one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So everything here does kind of end up in outrage which is why outrage leads which is why murder leads which is why you know because it's Mm -hmm. like Americans because we're so overstimulated all the time we need extreme like extremes to feel things because we're extremely over overstimulated because of we're desensitized but not it's I don't even know we're I can't say we're desensitized because we still have too big of reactions to things. I say overstimulated because it's like there's always something in our face. Because no, of that's what I mean by being desensitized. It's because but, we are always like seeing, reading, hearing something on a tweet. Like it, we live I'm on a twenty-four-hour news talking cycle. About the news, though, I'm talking about just in general because yeah, we're yeah, a capitalistic yeah. society. It's literally always something in our face. So to get excited, you have to get the biggest version of the something, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why the Hummer was the car of choice here. It doesn't even look good. It's like a fucking tank. Yet, here we are. Wait a minute. Still? Not now. I mean, you still do see people driving them, but but this is why... It I'm like, is that a New York a thing? I mean, I, I definitely still see people driving them. Like, they haven't like disappeared let me tell you this i haven't seen a hummer in years and to be perfectly honest with you that does not surprise me in new york because there are still niggas wearing eight ball jackets and rocking black uptowns in new york i about to say i saw one like two weeks ago and did you walk the other way what uh, when i saw the hummer the eight i mean i was driving past it so no uh, i was talking about the eight ball jacket (laughs) oh i saw that today actually Uh uh-oh so that makes but sense though. It's but even I mean, that's just one example. Like, just look at just everything about our lives. This is everything has to be the most extreme versions because there's so much of everything. And I mean, even look at like fast food. I went and got a a drink today at McDonald's, I forget they give you a fucking kiddie pool of soda every time. Like, oh yeah. Everything here is so goddamn extreme. So it makes sense that the news would be as well. That is yeah. what we respond to. Um, so the Russian troll farms are started. They initially just start off as like 
little shitty trolling content like comments not content comment yeah um and then they regain they gain an allegiance and backing from one of putin's right hand men mm-hmm. um i cannot pronounce his name i tried many times he is they call him putin chef you can look him up he used yeah. to sell hot dogs so because i couldn't pronounce his name i've been calling that nigga dennis so dennis <laughs> <laughs> so there's about 20 people that's gonna get there <laughs> well i'm a journalist <laughs> and i like to report facts <laughs> uh so i'm gonna call this nigga dennis i hate uh, you so much <laughs> dennis who is putin chef Ends up the man's not man's name isn't Dennis. Just y'all will get it. Either. Y'all will his look it up and y'all get it. His name is a lot of consonants. It's very it's hard like to put. Prishkov. I'm not gonna do it. If it's, it's not Oksana by Yule, I cannot pronounce it. I don't. I wasn't gonna try to say it because I don't like to butcher people's names, no matter if I think they're terrible or not. Same. So I just wasn't gonna say it. But that's why I called his ass Dennis. <laughs> He's all hot dogs. There we go. Oh my gosh. Um, but the, so this content farm ends up taking the name of the IRA and it's not, mm-hmm. I was thinking it, the, the, um, the Irish, how do I say this? <laughs> the Irish domestic, um, I don't, I don't want to call them terrorists. I know what you mean, though. Like I know yeah. what you're talking about. Because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to intentionally fall on either end of that. Because I'm not, I don't remember much about what the Irish IRA was. So I'm trying to pick and choose my words wisely. But yeah. I thought it was an Irish group that was, you know, doing bombings and what have you in Ireland. That's the best uh-huh. way to put it. Um, no, it stood for Internet Research. What was it alliance agency internet research agency. agency ira and all these the all these little institutions are they take names that are like innocuous enough that it could sound like something official bitch i just had a thought huh you remember that lgbtq community when they said we we accepted accepted the baby's apology but dave yeah. chappelle count your days yeah. What if that was a Russian hacker group? <laughs> I mean, why would it be? I, that doesn't what? Well, why sewing because that was a hot button issue, but why would they apologize though? See, I'm convinced there's a grander scheme here. I'm agree I'm convinced there's a whole nother tinfoil hat scheme attached to this shit that's still lurking underneath it. Yeah, I mean, there's one everywhere. That's the thing. Well, that yeah, that is true. That's how there's always some, you know, it's always something just below the surface. It's always something right. There's always a nigga in a mask somewhere. <laughs> yep, creating some kind of fucked up ass ritual. Mm. Um. So the it takes the name in the form of the IRA, um, to the point where, um. They actually have separate departments. They have cartoonists who are in charge of memes. They have um, doors with just hashtags on it for the Department of People, Departments of People, 
who are responsible for creating the hashtags. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they weren't they weren't so tight though, because apparently two journalists, it was Andre and his friend, who they didn't know that they were both gonna be in there. Right. At the same time, they they just like walked all up and through there. Just like like it was just a Tuesday, Tuesday morning at work. They definitely was just all up and through <clears> just kind of hanging out. Like, what? Yeah. And I do have to, it is too a little alarming. The fact that he said that job interview was two questions. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the Kremlin? And how do you feel about Russian opposition? Mm-hmm. And the fact that those were the one, those were two questions. And two, people were actually hired in. Right, right. It leads me to feel more of that. Um, it, it steeps me in that like Cold War feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, this does give like a lot of the same. Now, granted, I was itty bitty when the Cold War was a thing, but it's it does like it has a lot of the same vibes and tactics it's just they just took it to a different place you know that's the thing it's like the war has evolved beyond the use of nuclear weapons now it's the it's evolved into a more frightful way when it's it's the the manipulation of of knowledge yeah it's the and access information yeah in a way that um, in a way that when they, the way that they played it was almost, I mean, to me, made perfect sense into a fucking team. Yeah. That is not, the goal is to divide and conquer. And that's I'm what like, that's there's what no, goal Because is. there's no war anymore. You just create a situation in which they destroy themselves. Yep. Like, you well, don't have to, you don't have to spend money on a war no more. Just put some people in a room. And because people just share any and everything on social media. Let them do the work for you. Mm-hmm. That was the American. Um, that was the American tactic. Yeah. They. It was interesting too that they looped this back into. I think it was 2014 with the Russian-Ukraine mm-hmm. war. Yeah. And I, I, I remember watching Russian troops on. Um, NBC, NBC or their like live station on YouTube, mm-hmm. live news station, watching them come into Ukraine, and honestly being more informed about the breakdown of okay, so it's it really is a divided country. Mm-hmm. Um, you have everything to the to the east, I believe, that is and has allegiances to Russia which also happens to be the wealthier end of Ukraine. Yeah. And everything on the West, leaning literally to the West, to the EU, to the United mm-hmm. States, to that kind of partnership. <clears throat> um, but Ukrainian president ran on a platform of leaving, uh, leaving Russian protection and allegiances behind in an effort to built this with the European Union and decided at the last minute because of course Putin comes in like Captain Savaho 
You know who Putin mm-hmm. is? <laughs> Putin you about to say something is, ignorant. Putin is Ronnie from Players Club. Let that sit for a second. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah, it yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Putin is Ronnie from Players Club. Because he sure did come in and said, make the money, don't let it make you. <laughs> and gave him gave, gave Ukraine tons, millions of dollars in loans. But um, this which is was not why, what the Ukrainian people wanted. But this is also why I say all the time that we as I mean, as people, we should really be slow to take a side when it comes to international conflicts, especially to vocally take a side, because you have to understand that what you may see may not necessarily be what's real because you're seeing what is getting pushed to the forefront. Yeah. That's and why I like, prefer international. That's why I keep saying I prefer international news because I feel like it gives more of a rounded right. But it's even but even with that, it's like that's uh, that's good if you're if it's reputable. People are not people don't check their sources though. So people don't that too. They just share whatever they want because it's like everything in your life, especially when it comes to technology, is influenced by what you believe so what you're saying when you're talking on the phone what you're searching what you're what the beliefs that somebody with your shopping patterns in your area would have yeah so of course you're going to consistently see memes and ads and thing and links and stuff that reflect the things that they've come to learn about you. Yeah, which is the only thing that they really did was they used the algorithm. That's really the truth. And Ukraine was, um, Ukraine was essentially the the test ground for it. Mm -hmm. No shade. Have you been keeping up with Belarus? Kind of. Not super close. So in watching this, it was too many things that were clicking at once. And once again, this might be a tinfoil hat moment, but it's it's probably controversial, but I'm going to say it because I feel brave today. Yeah. Um, there are pieces of this Belarus conflict between Belarus and Poland mm-hmm. that are very reminiscent of uh, this Ukraine-Russian war, where on the back end, what I've been reading is there's belief that Russians have had influence in shifting these migrants mm-hmm. towards the EU and through Belarus. Belarus mm-hmm. also had a, uh, has a allegiance with the EU, but has been believed to have also an allegiance to Russia. Mm-hmm much like in the same way that the Ukraine did. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because a lot of this is mimicking it when the Russians came in and decided that, well, Ukraine is not a free state. 
here's the thing too. Mm-hmm. Putin said this shit flat the fuck out 2008 in front of um, our favorite little baby painter. And in hindsight of the current presidents that we've had, was it really that bad? Mm-hmm. Which, is kind of, which kind of makes me uncomfortable to say, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but George Bush, yeah, I know, right? We're living in a day and age where George Bush wasn't that bad. Like, how fucked up is that? I know. Um, I know. Putin sat down and told George Bush to his face on camera that Ukraine is not its own state. Ukraine mm-hmm. is a territory of Russia. He yeah. made that shit very clear. Mm-hmm. And for it to wait, and it was perfectly fucking time to do so. It was time to do so because we were on the hills of Obama's last little bit of time and term. We were on the hills of a new um, new presidential race coming up in 2016. It was the exact perfect time to kick that off because the Russians up until this, up until we'll get there, but up until there, yeah. it was always the red enemy, right? It was always yep. the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. Delicious, delicious, delicious. It was <laughs> like up. that. <laughs> it was like that. Um, and Putin, Putin plays a damn good game. No shit. Yeah. I'm not pro Russia at all, but I when it, you see niggas scheming, it's you gotta like, the real niggas gotta take their hat off and be like, damn, you did that. But the thing about it is, like he, you know, he was a scammer from jump because he can spot a mark real fast. Not only that, but he could always make sure that his ass is sitting up there in somebody's office. That's what I'm saying. It's like not only can he spot a mark, he can spot a lackey because. He he gets it, he always gets the shit done, but he ain't never close to it. That's it. Nikki Barnes. Mm-hmm. This nigga's a dope dealer. Not a real dope. I don't know. Let me let me not go there. I, I was say, really I, I was you relating him to Nikki Barnes. <laughs> I don't know if Putin is dealing poop. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Um, you might want to walk that one back, my nigga. Yeah, no, let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. I'm trying to get shot out this bitch. Shot, bitch, I ain't trying to get hacked by some Russians talking about God loves you and loves all the gays and the blacks. Black matters us. Um, <laughs> that was the other thing. It's like, this is how you know niggas just don't be reading because so many of these memes were so poorly spelled. The grammar didn't make sense. Like It looked like, like someone who did not have who didn't uh, speak English. What no, who spoke English but didn't have the nuances of communicating in English. That's you know what, what I mean? mean. That's what I mean. It was like, like it was when translated. I say, when I say doesn't speak English, I mean like that's not your first language or primary means of communication. There because it is. you don't understand the nuances and the turns of phrases that make these things make sense. Yeah. Um the Russians invade Ukraine, take Croatia, and uh, shortly after that, Donald Trump decides he's gonna announce his candidacy. Now, um, can I tell you, when we talk about that trauma response, I'm going to, one, explain this. 
it wasn't because of who won or lost because I I never cared that much. I think the two party system is stupid anyway. Yes. But <laughs> it, you know, so I don't care that much. I don't align on either side. And honestly, in my entire time of being able to vote for anyone, there's never been anybody I've been excited about. So, right, same, honestly, that, except for Barack Obama. I wasn't excited about him either. I was. I was just because it was it was one of those things that I knew. I swore in my lifetime this would never happen. Yeah. My grandmother swore in her lifetime this wouldn't happen. And to share that moment with the elders was, yeah, for me, no, something get, that was meaningful. I get why people were excited about him. I just... I, it, it just it, none of them moved me. That's the thing. Like, Yeah. But I get that. It's like, so the trauma response has nothing to do with who won or lost and everything to do with seeing people you've known for years turn into strangers on you. Yeah. Seeing families, the way they were broken apart behind this, seeing the way that so much of this very divisive language i mean in some cases showing you who people really are but in a lot of cases kind of brainwashed a lot of people yeah and it's like people who normally wouldn't have those views but they hit something in there whether it was this the you like uh, creating this fear of the job scarcity and the delusion of the middle class and creating this like economic fear or creating um because there was a lot of talk at that time around sexual assault so there was a lot of like almost fear mongering among men and about how men are getting kicked out of the workplace by these politically correct this and that. You know, it was like a lot of odd fears that almost brainwash typically good people into mm-hmm. having these like very extreme and really harmful views. And that's where the trauma response comes in. I... I under, I understand why you use the term trauma response. I'm mm-hmm. only reluctant to use that. I'm only reluctant to use trauma response because many of the things that were happening um, weren't weren't truthfully or really challenging white people's everyday lives. At all. See, when I say that, I mean that on a very personal level. Like, I'm okay. not speaking of that in any, like, group think capacity. If this is very personal to me, but this is coming as someone who never was invested in either side, yet I'm watching people on both sides who I thought I knew well turn into total strangers on me. Mm-hmm. As far as, yeah, as far as like families, yeah. It's not like family, friends, you know, classmates that you kept in contact with. It's just 
there's and I know so many people who still to this day don't speak to family members don't speak to like I have a friend who hasn't spoken to their grandmother couple aunts and uncles and cousins since like 2014 you know and it's like that kind of for me is gives like looking at this and kind of reliving these feelings and these moments mm-hmm. creates a, tra- a trauma response in me because I go back to where I was emotionally in my thought process what was happening around my life yeah and it's you know it was it was just for everybody even the ones that weren't really involved in it like me it was still chaotic and chaos is traumatic to me. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, that's fair. That's I, I get what you're saying. I get you. Well, Donald J. Trump, um, which I'm going to tell you off can uh, like off off podcast this story, but there's an actual kind of personal story, which shocked okay. the fuck out of me. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, Donald Trump runs. Uh, he announces candidacy. He does the exact same thing that the Russians are attempting to do, and he begins to split the party. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up with the nomination. Before he ends up with the nomination, um, the war between Russia and Ukraine is still happening at the same time, right? Yeah. And Hillary Clinton's, who Hillary, Hillary Clinton, who at the time is Secretary of State, comes out and talks about. Um, Russian distrust, misinformation, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Gremlin responds. Um, Donald Trump enters the chat yes. in the worst possible way. And the, he ends up entering in the chat roughly about the time where the first round of hacks with DNC happened. And mm-hmm. this is why I said it reminded me of Nexium, right? Yeah. So after we did, after we did the vow, um, I, so I have Audible mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't using it for a couple of months and I had a bunch of credits. So I went on a credit shopping spree, right? And I bought mm-hmm. two books um, about Nexium, And one of them was talking about how, uh, do you remember the Bothman sisters, the heir, the Seagram's heirs? Yes. So catch this. Nexium, there was a tech geek in Nexium who sent a virus via a photo to the Seagram heir's father. He didn't, daddy didn't open it. Daddy was like, what the fuck is this? Okay. But daughter comes mm-hmm. over and is like, oh, I want you to see this picture on his computer, clicks it. And what it did was it implanted a, um, uh, a virus or an app that could read every keystroke that he made. Yeah. And you see every kind of reply. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was almost the exact same thing with uh, John Podesta and his assistant where they received a link from what they thought was Google. Yeah. About resetting a password, but there was mm-hmm. one misspelling. And they call mm-hmm. tech and they say, yeah, it seems to be real. And they click it. Yeah. That is how, that's how uh, 
Sneezy Bear, Lazy Bear, Sleepy Bear, Cozy One Bear. Bears. Cozy. Because I was like, these little names for these They're cyber terrorist organizations are double. They are adorable. Right. Like I ran everything and I ran being kitten. I couldn't think that was threatening. He looks kitten. What is it? I want to see. Let me pet it. Yeah. Cozy Bear. I want to be cozy. They're very cute. And that's how they get you because they're very cute and they also will fuck your life up. Big time. They have. Yeah. Um, But that begins the deep dive through the the emails that we still to this day hear about Bagazi and emails and Pizzagate are the three things we always hear. But the thing about those emails is that they were mundane. Most of them were most, just about most. her daughter's wedding. Yeah, most of them were mundane until the second batch came out, where it looked like it looked like what it actually really did look like in the real world, where the Democrats were trying their best to cut Bernie Sanders out of the race. Mm-hmm. Which also were. politically made sense. Yeah, politically, that- it made sense. They definitely were, but we knew that. But see, the thing is, it's like that's not nothing that you wouldn't have known if you know what I'm saying. Like you would have known that if you weren't as invested in aligning with one side or the other and just paid attention to what's going on, you know. Excuse me. Yes. Because it's Um, like a lot of people miss a lot of very basic things because they're so invested on aligning with one side or another. And it's like, eh, it's just, I mean, this is just happening in your face. Yeah. You just got to choose to see it. The only people, let's be perfectly frank, the only people in, in this country that this country as a whole, as a entire corporation, because this country is a corporation. That's what it is. The only thing they care about are the smaller, which in reality are far larger, corporations housed within and of itself. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, in true, open, honest fashion, we are nothing more than renewable resources. Right. They have the capability for every last one of us that is, that is born to borrow against our lives, essentially. Right? Mm-hmm. Because we are a commodity. Like, yep. we are a commodity. That's where your social security number comes from. Well, now we get into tinfoil hat shit. We are. But, but if, if there is the truth that, yes, that we as people are renewable, we're, we're renewable, quote unquote, renewable resources. Yeah, that's why it's always like, that's why they care about the labor force, not the people there it is. who are the that's labor exactly force. exactly that's exactly it. That's why I say we are renewable, like quote unquote renewable resource. And we can give birth to someone who, if, if they, let's say they live in a small coal mining town, like Donald Trump at this time kept talking about, uh-huh. more than likely, just like if it was me, just like my, I did, my father did, and my, my son or my daughter is going to do. Uh-huh. And it, it keeps that industry fed with a full supply of ready and willing people to work, but it's yep. people who are working for poverty wages. Yep. And in dangerous conditions. 
And also while feeding you this, if you just work harder, you too could be wealthy. That too. But you know what's really funny too? I really think that's where... Um, I think that's where um, America's stamp and branding is. However, this Russian troll, DNC, all of this, the leaks, the hacks, was uh-huh. able to take that idea um, and amplify it to not just, oh, well, you could too, but well, you can't because of them. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. you could, but you can't because of them. It's like you can't because, you know, no matter where the goalpost is, they're going to continuously move it. But then I mean, it's also like, but then it's also like, well, you would be at this point, this point, this point, if it wasn't for the immigrants or mm-hmm. the women or the Democrats. And it's like, whatever your fear is, that's what's going to be holding you back. That's exactly, yeah. That's exactly it. Well, they and get it's the easy ass. to foster that because you already hold it. It don't it's nothing to continue to just feed what you already want to believe because nobody wants to take responsibility for where they are in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody wants to take responsibility for for clicking these emails with these spear fishing, um, <laughs> with the spear fishing shit because it wasn't just John Podesta, uh-uh. but the Russian hackers also took to Facebook to find other people who worked for the campaign. Yeah. And um, have them sent the same email. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, roughly about March, somewhere in March, they had accumulated 50,000 emails from John Podesta. Yeah. From just him alone. Mm-hmm. Let alone the emails from everybody else. Um, Which is wild when you think about it. Right? Like, what? It's like insane when you think about it. Like, it's really just like, what in the whole entire fuck is happening? That, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they're doing this. So it's not just, um, so I have to break this up. You have IRA, Internet uh-huh. Research Ag- uh, Agency. They're handling the front-facing um uh, means the easily accessible things to have it broken down into three different types of profiles from people mm-hmm. to organizations to supposedly local news sources. Right. So they're doing this on the front facing end. And then on the back end, you have the GRU and the um, the Benson and Stabler. Shut so up. Fancy Bear. <laughs> Because wasn't it SUV? I don't exactly remember, but I can't. Don't put Benson and Saber in this. We like them. <laughs> well, you got Fancy Bear and Cozy Bear. And I think it's SUV and GRU. Something so, like that. But then also think about what was scary to me was the fact that you have a group of people that are supposedly doing cybersecurity for our governmental entities 
mm. who couldn't recognize, who didn't see a misspelling in a commonly spelled like company name as a red flag. Yeah. To <clears throat> not open this email. Yeah. Not and I don't think it was in the company spelled, name. I think it was just in the email itself. There was one, it was like V was misspelled. There was one very simple word that was misspelled. It was like, this doesn't feel right. But see, even with that, because even I know that a lot of those like phishing emails, they will do things like invert the H and the E in the, or, you know, little shit like that. Cause that's common typing mistakes right mm -hmm. that's what people do all the time so that even I know that and I'm not nowhere near an IT expert but I understand that they make these very simple seemingly human mistakes intentionally to throw you off okay I was thinking like if if it looks like a person typed it I'm not opening it but that would that's the point because most people will say, oh, it looks like a person typed this is probably real. Most people are more suspicious of like those comfort those formal looking like those bots boilerplate letters than they are something that looks like it was typed by a person. Yeah, I'm the opposite. You know it's really fucked even, up. Though. But even like typed by a person and used as a boilerplate, you know what I'm saying? Because it's still like somebody at the company typed this up and nobody ever caught this mistake. Mm -hmm. That's how a lot of people look at it. Because of shit like this, anytime I send people a YouTube link now, I have to put, hey, this is real. It's not spam. Right. Like, I don't this even is real. send links unless, I, unless we were talking about it. Well, for people's birthday, I send the MC Chris uh, happy birthday rap from C Lab 2021. Mm -hmm. Check that out, y'all. That's a deep cut. That's a real deep cut. It That's is. And I've gotten cut. that a couple times over the years. I love that song. It's like, it's just a fun song. It's a fun birthday song. Um, and it's far better than Happy Birthday, not Stevie Wonder, but the original Happy Birthday. Yes. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything you're saying. But there is very much so, like, I I feel this exact same way of, there was obviously something that was kind of off about this. Yeah. And Google doesn't just randomly tell you, hey, you need to change your password because your account is, like, you're, you're having issues with your account. What usually happens is you get a notification first asking, is this you? is this you yeah and then you click through and it's been like that for a very long time yeah like way too long for this to have ever worked yes something that i feel like most people like i because john podesta is older i him not getting that or not not recognizing that i kind of would expect not yeah, not expect, but sense. I can understand because he's like, like oh, the he internet. makes sense, but that's also why I say these people that supposedly doing cybersecurity, yeah, there it is, agencies, seeing as that 
we don't see the the septuagenarians and octogenarians are fit to work in the day-to-day workforce they're fit to run the country for whatever fucking reason this is a country (laughs) yeah arms and branches of multiple entities of government but it's like that's the reason why you have an IT. But you did not just call these people octogenarians. They are. But I was talking earlier how octogenarians sound mad disrespectful, even though it's literally just the quantifier. It sounds hella disrespectful. That is horrible. <laughs> that is horrible. When you said it, I started. What is the name of that? It means you're one eighth black. It was what Carol Channing used to say she was. Yeah. I it's something oct or something. I don't know. Octoroon. Is it Octoroon? That sounds hella racist. I don't <laughs> know. Carol Channing being one eighth black. What was the term for it? <laughs> oh my God, this is awful. Okay, I'm gonna find it later. Octoroon. I think it's Octoroon. That sounds don't it sound like one eighth coon? That sounds mad racist. Like she, it's sounds extremely one racist. Eighth coon. She Octoroon, the bitch sitting in the bedroom. Uh-huh. Bar. No. Bigotry no. bars. Oh god. Um but octogenarians are what they are. If you're 80 plus, you're an octogenarian, my nigga. <laughs> That is so mean. That is so. It, it so sounds mean. hella disrespectful, and it's literally yes. just a quantifier. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just as a younger person, I find it rude and dis- disrespectful to be in anybody's face who's older and just be like, "Well, you know, you as an elderly person." <laughs> oh no! It's such a drag. <laughs> you as an octogenarian. It's like, God damn. Like, why don't you just dig the grave for him at that point? Just push him in and let him wait for the sweet release of death. Shit. But just think about it, though. Like, we live in a society increasingly reliant on tech. Very much so. Yet, yet we got Mima and Papa up there trying to make the laws, and they don't even know how to... Like, they can't even get mad at us on this podcast. They don't even know how to find it. Well, you know what, too? We just, honestly, real world, we just experienced this with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial where the pinch to zoom was removed. They they could not pinch to zoom in on my photo because apparently it could alter the photo. Yes, it alters the photo by making it larger, you old wrinkly neck bastard. Exactly. It's like, it makes it larger or smaller, i.e. easier to see. Yeah, really just the most basic function right it's and that's the thing but these are but we're expecting them to understand how to avoid a cyber attack like yeah they can't even properly send a t- like they facetime and you only see the top of their fucking forehead like they can't they can't even figure out where the camera is on the iphone how are we supposed I mean, to no shade i'll be doing that <laughs> I really do. I just be like phone down, fat ass neck and face looking like, hey. But that's because you just set the phone down, not because you don't know where the camera is, that you don't know how to where to look. Oh no, I know where the camera is. Always find the light. <laughs> Always looking because when I tell you my grandma be trying to FaceTime and all you ever can see is her eyebrows up. 
because she be just looking at the screen normally, not realizing cameras up here, lady. Like it's just <laughs> no. It be our eyebrows. Just all right. <laughs> I guess this is what we doing. Well, the fucked up thing is that these people knew how to work the internet well enough to get on Facebook and have feelings about posts coming from Russian content farms. Because that's what's happening right now at the same time. Because yes, it's it's because it's but that's who's sharing it. It's your memoir. It's your mm-hmm. it's that's who is sharing these things because they just see it. They think that it but it's just wild. Like these are the same people who when we were, you know, just kind of exploring the internet because we kind of came up really in the the beginning of internet dating and it was just don't trust anybody on the internet they're all fake only for y'all to just be sitting here just sharing all this bullshit that you ain't never once verified there it is truth honestly there there really is it's just like what how did we get here because i thought you didn't trust nobody on the internet because they all fake yet we're here right we're here We're also, you have to also, too, um, specifically with this storyline, rope in that at the same time, Donald Trump is actually openly asking them, jokingly or not, but asking Russian hackers to continue to hack um, Hillary. Like he told you in your face what was happening. He told us every single solitary thing. He told us every step of the way. But because half of the country was too enamored to listen, and mm-hmm. the other half was too arrogant to take him seriously, mm-hmm. we—that's how we ended up. Because it's not like he didn't let y'all know what was happening. This nigga talked too much. He yeah. has to tell you because he—he—that's—he he needs the approval, the applause. He's gonna tell you what he's doing, mm-hmm. but you either—you just have to listen. That's it. But you again, just have half to was, half of the people was too enamored. The other half was too arrogant. No, and move. that's really what that's how we ended up here. Yeah, yeah, and that and there, the pendulum always swings back, but it swung hard. Yeah, and it wasn't a low. It was it was a very slow push with multiple entities outside of like actually helping to raise that arm of the pendulum Uh uh-huh uh they actually do hack in and not only do they steal uh they sell about seven gigabytes of research material they also decide to try and register dc links i'm sorry election links leaks leaks yeah election leaks and then couldn't get it so they had to do dc leaks Mm-hmm. Which I know Nene was mad. Yeah. I would have been yeah. pissed bringing me up here in this shit. But then it's also Fuck. like, see, and that's the other thing because the whole entire campaign, Trump kept saying, the election's going to be rigged, y'all. It's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. Mm-hmm. Because he was, but that's the same thing he did this time around. He was already setting up if he lost. Now, look, y'all, because they told y'all the Russians was involved and I lost. That's really what it is, though. He took 
what and that Russian story broke wide. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, there were a lot of like vanity actions that were taken, like we're tough on crime. Mm-hmm. Like um filing charges against 12, I think it was against like 12 Russian hackers, but never there was never an actual trial. But never actually going anywhere with it. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of of a lot of fronting going on. A lot of it was a lot of cap in this part of the <laughs> and I personally uh this is for me, especially too, when they find out about um the nuclear reactors that mm-hmm. have been hacked by Russian agents. Yeah. And the plans that were hacked and stolen out of Pennsylvania the Westinghouse, apparently mm-hmm. Westinghouse is a company that has built and, and created 50% of the world's nuclear reactors. Yeah, they also make Based a out lot of Pennsylvania. But that's not really relevant. But they do Beach. make I thought, <laughs> I swear to God, I was like, do they make blenders? They do. They do. I thought so. It's the same company, yeah. It's like, this is... I looked at, well, at least from what I looked up. Now, granted, I was high and still currently, but I believe that I believe it's all the same company. It feels familiar. You know what I mean? It feels yes, familiar. I, the logo, it's the logo. I do think it's the same company that does the blenders and the air conditioners and everything else. Hold on. Let's just ask our good girl. <laughs> yes, because Google she... is right there and she's always free. Yeah, she <laughs> is. And Hopefully, no Russians have hacked it. I mean, um, at this point, do it, man. Westinghouse Blender. Bitch, they do. No, 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 no. Yes, they do. I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. Oh, this is nice. Bitch, now you blend the shop. <laughs> oh, this is really cute. Seriously, though, this is really cute. First of all, you about to see 130 ads for blenders. And secondly, they're all going to be Westinghouse. Yeah. <laughs> you see that? That's a really cute blender. Hold on. And I actually have a KitchenAid mixer that I got to pick up from work. That's oh, the I same do color. see it. Yeah, it is cute. That's really cute. Like, that's adorably cute. All right, work. You're about to so, have all the blender ads. It's fine. I enjoy houseware ads because I'm an old woman. So... I think this one might have to be a three-part thing because we're already an hour and a half in, and I think we're yeah, let's maybe three-fourths of the way through. Yeah, because there's still so much more attached to this shit. Yeah, this is going to be a long... This is going to be a series, goddamn. <laughs> and I've, I've also been listening to um, Fear and the Bob Woodruff Trump books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mainly because I I enjoy Trump as like a character character study, and there's something about the how did he get to the point where he is? Um, I enjoy, and how can I apply that for good? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just enjoy political memoirs, so I actually was going to start that because I read. There's a lot of good books about the 2012 election too. Okay. I do a, I do love like polit- those like political memoirs like that where it's like either about 
a certain election, a certain candidate, not one, not the ones that necessarily come from them. Yeah, but, but the ones that are about the ones from the people around them, or that's about the events like their their I almost said pregnancy. What the fuck is wrong with me? Their presidency or the election run up too, because like well, I some just, of these niggas that's applicable. <laughs> I just reread the book um, Game Change that was about the 2012 election, mm-hmm. and that was also a really interesting read. Just. Okay. Just because I just like to, I like the behind the scenes of stuff like that, which is why I watch documentaries like this and that kind of stuff. Because the hows are way more interesting than the whys. I I enjoy just the deep dive in. Um, yeah. And I know portions of, um, actually all of these books kind of take, well, talk about like this specific thing too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be long. And I also read the I read from the books on both sides because they you know both sides kind of take a slant. I I like to I do like to read books from both sides. Now there's certain conservative authors I just won't read because it's too hard to get through. Mm-hmm. For me myself, just because it's just, and that's not even just conservative. That's on either side. Authors that are too that lean too too far one way or the other they're hard for me to get through yeah for one because like i have said repeatedly i don't really invest in this two-party system anyway therefore i don't have allegiance on one side or the other yeah but also it gets to be too much conjecture and not enough just information yeah no that's fair that's fair um i think y'all we should because i'm actually tired i'm Um, very tired as well I think we should wrap here, y'all. Um, I want to thank yes. each and every one of you for coming on in and listening to us ramble about the first third of a two-part, because it's a four-hour <laughs> documentary. Yeah. Um, it's called Agents of Chaos. I almost said Acts of Chaos, potato, potato. Essentially. Uh, but if you want to watch the first part in prep for next week's episode, it is on HBO Max. It's on HBO Max and it's also on Hulu too, as long as you have HBO Max. So if you forgot your HBO yeah. Max password, like I did, you can watch it on Hulu. <laughs> um, so yeah. And you can you also get it if week. you if you are like me and was watching this on the train, you can get it through Apple TV if you have HBO Max. <laughs> oh shit yeah, hbo max is linked up all right work hbo yeah that's how i because i was watching it literally on the train and sometimes the app won't necessarily work when i'm on the train but my apple tv will so mm-hmm. okay um yeah. yeah all right y'all well i want to just leave you with this you are worthy you are wonderful and these other niggas can't take you so tell these niggas to count their days i want to leave you with just take a second to make sure that news source is real before you share it. And you can usually tell by what it is by the URL. Yes. Yes. Black Matters <laughs> Us is not real. Black Matters Us sounds wild. I what? Yeah. <laughs> sounds massively disrespectful. It does. All right. Bye, All right, y'all. y'all. Have a good night.